Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Brain again. And he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not to three! Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm Charles Commons and this is the podcast about Northampton Town Football Club. Obviously, it's been a very disappointing week as a Cobblers fan, made worse by the defeat to Barrow on Saturday, which saw us limp out of the FA Cup with the first attempt again but we're here to lift the spirits who's we you might ask well it's a full house of podders so please welcome danny brothers chesie coleman and neil edgerton hello folks hi howdy charles howdy howdy indeed (laughs) the fireworks are going off and we're out the fa cup again before no the fireworks has even got into the air. It's so. not related. It's not a fireworks show to celebrate. <laughs> no, it's not that. Oh, dear. Also, I wonder why they were going limp, off up here. Limp yep. I immediately thought limp it opic. Did you? You immediately yeah. thought of the cheeky girls, didn't you? Yes. Yes, there you go. I knew how your mind worked. We it are went the straight there. Girls. We are the girls. If Adam Morton's listening, he's going to be loving it. Um, <laughs> let's get straight into the meat of this week's show, shall we? Um, now, the four of us often refer to recording the podcast as like our weekly therapy session. And I've got a feeling that this week is going to be a superb example of that. Um, the Cobblers were beaten by Barrow at Sixfields 3 1 in the first round of the FA Cup. Um, who wants to start first? <laughs> well, <laughs> come on, class, don't be shy. <laughs> well, I think I needed um, some kind of healing after being stuck on the motorway for five hours on the way up there. Let alone, let alone having to endure the game. But there we go. It was a day, wasn't it? I looked out the window on Saturday morning. You look out, and you you see it's wet, it's miserable, it's cold, it's a little bit windy, and you think. We're playing we're playing against a team in a lower division and you just automatically think, upset, done. <laughs> That's it. I don't know why we bothered to be fair. It just had the feel from the first time I opened the front door uh, that it was that kind of day. And it turned out exactly as 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 that picture showed. Yeah. It, it, it looked to me, in hindsight, I guess, uh, looking at the attendance figure, that a lot of people had the same thought as you there Danny but but maybe didn't make it out past the front door into the miserable weather to no. go and get even more miserable so only three <laughs> three and a half thousand was that, it it's three one eight four three, wow I think it's three thousand Cobblers fans essentially mm. isn't it I mean yeah is, is that but, because of the fact that it's Barrow do you think it's not an inspiring it's not like a, a I know you said like it's a lower division side but we were in the same league as them for the last two years so it's 
a team. Yeah, it's totally that. Yeah, as I was saying on the way down, if we're playing a non-league team, that away end's packed and probably the home ends are a little bit more packed as well because there's that interest in a non-league team coming up. Like we're playing like a Chippenham or something. Mm. Then there's a little bit of interest in, oh, you know, Let's have a let's go and have a look at us take on a non-league team. There's that morbid sense of you know it's gonna we, we might be the story here, but for the, for like casual fans as well, they might be more popping down just to see what happens. And there's just to me, there's more of an interest. It's more exciting to take on a team that you know absolutely nothing about, mm. and I, I find it a lot better and a lot more enjoyable going to watch that. And I'd probably rather go out to a non-league team if I'm honest than a team like Barrow because we've been playing Barrow for the last couple of seasons. It's nothing new. It's nothing majorly interesting. Like if we're playing Cray, Cray Valley Paper Mills, then I think there's actually a higher attendance because such a good a, name. Because <laughs> A, they bring a thousand five hundred, yeah. create an atmosphere. And B, we'll probably bring more just because there's a little bit more more to it than playing Barrow again. It's that and eighteen pound tickets, which is um, I know they said reduced ticket, reduced price tickets, but is it? It's not that reduced, is it? Yeah, it's, it's that one plays of those. a massive part as well. I think it might also be partly that we don't really bother with the cups anymore. But when was when did we last win a cup game? And to Keith, wasn't it? Sir Keith, it's the um. That, the, well, that's an the, FA the, Cup the game, isn't it? Yeah, we didn't win. A, we haven't won a league cup game. Have we, have we won? Since. Have we won? A... Have we won a cup game under Brady? Or not? We won a pizza. We must any have won cup. a pizza cup one. We, no, I don't. I don't even I think don't we've think won we any have. pizza cup games. For Only years. on penalties. What about the Mournsall Cup? Have we won that? <laughs> <laughs> I think we have, but I don't think John Brady was in charge, and it was definitely <laughs> the youth team that did that. Uh, <laughs> but do you know? Yeah, go on. But that, is there that, a but? Well, the but is generally that we obviously don't prioritise or bother about them. You kind of, we all said, especially after Tuesday against Derby, we all said we're definitely going to lose to Barrow on Saturday. I mean, Jeffy and Danny were still the two morons who thought, we'll still go though, just in case. Me and you, Charles, <laughs> very smart. We saw what was coming. We did see what was coming, yeah. I mean, well, you were going until you got a sniffle. I had a sniffle, yeah. On the Saturday morning, you were like, a bit no, wet not going. To Danny's point, if it had been if it had been Cray Valley Paper Mills or whatever they're called, (laughs) it's such a good name. I probably would have dosed up and made it. It was interesting because I was listening to it to it on the radio, or at least the build up, and I think I I I heard up to the point. I didn't even hear our equaliser in fairness because I went in a tunnel and lost signal. But that was the point that essentially I uh, was what I listened up to. but in the build-up to the game, it was Ray Warburton that was doing the pre-match and the and the you know co-commentary with Tim Oglethorpe, and he was asked to you know what are your memories of of playing in the FA Cup and and this that, and the other, and I'll, I'll I won't forgive him for only remembering a Russian and Diamonds game that he played in. We'll we'll skim over it though. It made me think like actually, if you were going to take and think about your memory of a first-round game at Sixfields, what games come to mind? The one that came to mind for me, which is the one that I was actually quite surprised and disappointed that Ray Warburton didn't mention, was uh, Lancaster City. I think we beat them 4-0. I mean, that is going back I've got one. a long while. It was a long time ago. I, I don't think I was that young, but I, I've got a feeling it might have been potentially Coldwood era, but I could be wrong, Western mm. Supermare. Was that at home? Oh, that was, yeah, um, and I, I yeah. know why, because we put the Cobblers flag in our car and drove up the M5 alongside all the Western fans. Is, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and okay. that was Wasn't quite that... fun. What was the one we were two second rounds? That? that was Northwich Victoria that we were that we were. Two was that first there. round? That was Northwich? Second round, because that was December. Yeah. I don't know. What about Watford at home? There was a... Oh that yes, yeah. The, first round, will it? It was, yeah, it was on the telly box, wasn't it? Was it on the telly? It's on box? the telly, yeah. Yeah, it's on Aaron the first, Baisley, was it the first... was that scored for them. Northampton oh, lad. Northampton zone, yeah. Northampton zone. Larry had a goal disallowed. God, if this doesn't scream yeah. terrible FA Cup game, I don't know what does. <laughs> um, Good uh, FA Cup Plymouth. games. Rotherham away. No, it yeah, wasn't yes. first round. Plymouth, um, second round. Plymouth at home. I think it was that season. Nil. Plymouth at home. That that was the first round. Three two. I think Asamoah scored, I think, in late oh, on Derek Asamoah. to win it. And then we played, then I think we played a non-league team in the second round, I think, and then went to Rotherham in the third, if I remember right. But that 3-2 against Plymouth stands out. 
do you think that this Barrow defeat will stand? It's not as bad as say the Oxford City defeat. It doesn't matter. Or the other ones that we remember, where we either did get beat, like Canvey Island, or we were very close, Basingstoke to to being embarrassed. This one isn't quite up there, is it? I mean, it's not great, obviously. Performance wise, it is. Okay, I think. Let's You're not happy, are you, Danny? Let's be honest. I'm not, Let's I'm not go, happy. Shall I just go? I've Cause... not heard you be <laughs> this unhappy for a long, long time. We've probably got to go back a good, like, two, three years, I reckon, Keith. to hear you be Keith type. It's, it's, the, it's the, probably the, the most annoyed I've been at Brady so far, which is it says a lot because he's not done a lot wrong in my eyes there's there's been little moments that we've all moaned about but it's the FA Cup thing I think we'll go back to that quickly we were talking about members of the FA Cup first round talking about Rotherham we're talking about um, the penalty shootout Basingstoke that kind of thing and the feelings that that gives us I was watching um, Sheppy, I think it was, on Friday, mm. hearing their yeah. stories before the game, watching their fans, watching all the tinfoil cups and um, all, the, all the stuff going on there and what it does to a football club like that, what it does to, to a team like um, like Cray Valley and who else won at the weekend? There was another non-league team that won... Um, Ramsgate. Like Ramsgate, sorry, at the weekend. Older shot. The, the older shot. And the things Maidstone. that it does to that... and it, Maidstone, <laughs> yeah. You think... There's there's still a little bit of that in me, and I don't know whether it's just because I'm still an old romantic about the FA Cup, but there is that bit in me, and I'm sure there is towards a lot of fans, of that I want to go far in the FA Cup. I want to have the magic of the third round draw. I want to be in it. I want us to to make a fight of it and go and go and make some more memories in the FA Cup because some of our favourite memories are in cup competitions, let's face it, when we beat the odds. And I want to go and go far and I want our team to go out thinking that they want to go far. I want them to show a bit of professional pride in going and doing it for their careers. I want to see Sam Hoskins go up against someone in the fourth round or third round to to, t- to challenge them, to take them on. I want to see our young kids come have a go at some bigger names. I want to see the club get a little bit of limelight again. But it feels money. like for the... Th- and some money I we were talking about it last week have, get a bit of money to go through and to to progress the club in some way because you're going to do that if you get to the third or fourth round no matter who you face and it's just disappointing to me and it's it made me so annoyed at the at how Brady set it up but how the players reacted as well and how they didn't seem to want to go through a they just seemed to want to go through the motions and they wanted to go through a, a game just to not get injured or or something like that and it just it just it stunk to me of just let's get through it. And I hate that about when we go into cup competitions like that. And it's the one issue I've majorly got with Brady is I want him and the team to actually go for it in the FA Cup and try and yeah. go far because I still love it. And I'm sure there's still the fans who feel the same way as me, that they love the FA Cup and they want us to be a part of it. They want us to not have that blank weekend in December. They want us to go and have a, have a game and potentially go through to the third round. And, it just, I just, it just angered me how we how we set up and how we went about the game because it could have been a lot more. And there was like a, probably a ten minute, fifteen minute period of the game when we scored where I thought, you know, we're back in control here, and we'll probably go through now because we seem to get get control of it. But we just made silly errors again and let them back in, and it's just it's so frustrating and it's so annoying because like all the competitions now out of all the cups before the start of November again. It's, the thing it's, is, it's frustrating. Last, last year, I, I could have accepted the fact that we, and Brady said this himself, we had to sacrifice the Cups. And I get that from last year. I really get that. Because if you look at what we were trying to achieve last year and how difficult our injury situation was, that that, in hindsight, is a fairly balanced view of what to do. Right, okay, sacrifice something so we've got enough in the tank to get us through. I don't really accept that two years in a row. We Our injury crisis is not even a crisis at this point. We've just got a few people injured, which is invariably what a lot of teams have got around us as well, you know? So mm. actually, suck it up, get on with it. Just go out and put your team out. I don't actually agree with it from last year, though, in hindsight now, looking at it, because of the fact that you're now getting an awful lot of, and it feels like there's little messages going back and forth uh, and Neil, I know you agree with this in terms of like in the media between the chairman and the manager. Oh, yeah. Um, essentially, John Brady going, uh, putting Koike on, you know, up front, essentially, a, you know, as part of that top three against Derby. And then Kelvin Thomas on Radio Northampton saying that we've got the 18th best budget in, in division on League One. Um, it's basically, you know, tit for tat. But you cannot turn around to me now and, and, in fairness, 
I go back to Danny for sort of or thanking him for reminding me of this fact. I think when we were recording the preview show last week, which is that the FA Cup, not so much the other competitions. I get it, the League Cup and the well, what is it now? The 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 motoring cup or whatever we're going to call <laughs> the it, tiny the tiny car, car trophy, tiny car <laughs> trophy that do, um, you know, those don't yield massive amounts of prize money or anything like that. Whereas the FA Cup was it forty grand the winners Wait, got for the first round. So I mean, that's you know that's that's a, that's, that's a loan player for the rest of the season, right? Yeah, 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 Ish, exactly. kind of. And this is few weeks this is the thing that I don't. This is why I don't necessarily accept it in hindsight, is that you cannot now be sort of turning around and using the budget as an excuse. If you're not prepared to go and try and get more money for that budget by winning a cup competition. Well, I mean, we probably... Or not really win the whole thing, but we probably <laughs> a round or two. shouldn't have spaffed the budget on 83 left-backs and 74 right-backs, to be fair. <laughs> can you understand, on that oh, point, can't though, can you understand this. at all? What, signing so many defenders? No. <laughs> <laughs> From what I saw, though, at the time was that there were injuries, which is why they've gone for those. I'm not saying it was the right thing to do, obviously. I'm just saying that, look, they've gone and signed those. That stems from signing injury-prone players in the first place. Like a- a- Any man and his duck could see Tyler McGlaw was going to get injured <laughs> again. Is that a saying? Any man and his duck? It is now. <laughs> it, it is, is now. now. I'm, yeah. I'm loving that one. Any man. Yeah. <laughs> That's going but on you know what I mean? Like, Tyler McGlaw was going to get injured again. We knew it. Everyone knew it. Yeah, you sign him to. Did we sign him to three year contract? Three year mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben Fox struggled with injuries a lot before he came here, right? That's why. He'd, where was he playing? Grimsby, was it? Grimsby mm-hmm. struggled with, with injuries in the football league, which is why he dropped down. Shock struggles with injuries again. Like, and and the argument will be, well, you know, we've got to take a risk on these players because of the budget. It's a shit risk, isn't it? Oh, that doesn't make sense. When, yeah. when if, apart from Ricky Holmes, when is, who was a risk because he was injured a lot, right? And he actually yeah. did really, really well for us. And you couldn't question that he was a great sign and it was a great bit of business back then. Outside of that, I'm struggling to think of someone who's been particularly injury prone and then has come to us and has had a decent Bayo, maybe. Yeah, but Bayo just didn't him. train, did he? Essentially, that was that was. How no, and he, he didn't really run. Did made work, that one time made that work. Years, do you remember? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do remember but I just that, think actually. we. I think like all for show, Bayo. <laughs> I, I just think it. The budget thing is a bit of a. It's been used too many this, times now, isn't it? It's, it's, it's an easy thing for Brady to sit behind. Who someone put a really good stat? Of course, I think it it, I think it was on Twitter or wherever it was of just comparing how many defenders are in each team's squad, how many mm. midfielders, how many attackers. We by far and the most had the most defenders. And yeah, I, I, you know, we all said it in the summer. Why aren't we signing an attacking midfielder? Why aren't we signing a striker? Danny obviously started the Tyree Simpson campaign. And yeah. unfortunately, look that's how that's worked out. But I do think that the sign-in, some of them have paid off, but they haven't been great. And there's a lot of similar stuff in there. Players that are of a similar ilk, like mm. Leonard, Sowerby, McWilliams even, they're pretty similar, right? None of them are your atypical goal-scoring midfielder. Our strikers are all pretty similar, Is in, and I'll exclude Tyree Simpson from this, but the rest of them work hard, will tear around, will, you know, will do that job. Then, you know, look, they're not, out and out goal scorers and stuff. I just think we've got a lot of similar stuff in there, and it, and that's what makes it difficult when you can't really change it because you just change it like for like. I think I'm frustrated because we're in a really mm-hmm. poor position. We started the season really well; it's tailed off massively, and and in a lot, a lot of the place, John Brady seems immune from criticism because he's a local lad and he's a nice guy and he's got some stuff in the bank. That's fine. No, not sitting here saying let's sack John Brady right now. He still deserves some criticism for some poor decisions. And to, to take Saturday as a point, I wasn't there, obviously. Danny, your first tweet after Saturday was pathetic, which for you, yeah, that's big, wild, wild. Yes, yeah, because I'm, I usually try and get the positives out of it, but I'm just it was all the the FA Cup stuff surrounding it that I was pissed off about because. 
like you, you can you can look at injuries and budgets or whatever. Well, you like the team that we put out there. You, you look at it and you think, you know, that should be good enough, right? Like Brady said it himself after the game, the team we put out should have been good enough, but they weren't. And the and the reason that they weren't good enough was because they weren't on it. 100% and Barrow were and Barrow came at us and to be fair to them looked a really good side and they made us look very very average like the way they set they set us out I thought they were really good and strong and their their passing was quick and again our passing it was just so laboured it was so like you, know, you have the ball oh, I'll keep it for a couple of seconds you have the ball you have it I get I get the reasoning behind it about the play but it, when we've come up against teams like Leighton Orient and the last couple of games Bolton, Derby, Bristol Rovers even the way they move the ball is quick it's you have it, you have it, you have it. go, 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 go. Ours is just mm. like, like I'm going to have it. By the time someone's, like Hoskins has made a run to, to try and make an option, is the, the chance is gone. The little balls into Leonard and out again is far too slow. Everything's, I thought Leonard had a really, one of his worst games for us. And in general, we were just not on it at all. And I don't think there's any excuse for it. When you you can use the budget and the the injuries, all you want in league games against your Boltons and Derbys, whatever, you can't use it against Barrow as as decent as they were. You can't use that in an FA Cup game against and a League Two side. It just goes out the window. It comes down to mentality of everyone, management, players, everyone. And you were expecting a, some sort of response from the Derby game, and that's what we we kind of built it up as. And it, we just didn't get it. And it was it was just horrendous for the for the majority of the game. What do we put that down to? Because that's the that's the hard thing here, right? Is that you can turn around and you can go, um, you know injuries budget as, as you're saying and, and and you're quite rightly there Danny saying that I don't think we can do on this this occasion so what are we putting the lackluster display down to I don't know whether we got a bit complacent because of the, how good our performances were because actually they were by the way in August and, and September but I think there was some there's some complacency but I also think there's there's now the habitual idea of losing because we haven't won and winning is a habit and I think because when you start to lose and you start to go on a bit of a run that that is habitual but it also shatters confidence now the one thing I would argue about Saturday that that made me quite cross is that they haven't been performing this needed a reaction and I don't understand why we didn't gamble on a couple of different substitutions because you had Neo on the bench and it was I surely worth... I thought you worth... said Neil in a minute. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Surely it was worth a bit of a punt because they seem to have no ideas and they seem to have lost the mentality of winning and I don't know whether putting a somebody else in there to put an injection of not maybe confidence but a bit of energy in there because like Danny said, it was so poor. It was just really ponderous and pedestrian and there was no real tactic. But I, I'd also argue that actually Barrow had another gear, really, I would say. Yeah, because still they, they, they the could end, have gone. Yeah, at the definitely. end, they when they went and got the third, they, they were on it. And I was like, God, you didn't have to get out of this gear. And that's a real concern because we just don't seem to have the the confidence to go out and play with any freedom. And I think our front line is is a massive problem. I, I, I do think that it stems from the top end of the pitch. I and agree. That, that's where the whole issue sort of starts and finishes because essentially... There isn't anything up the top that I think we can believe in as a team and as a fan base in order that, right, we're going to go out and score some goals. Fine. We all, I think, are at a point where we believe that Sam Hoskins can score goals, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've got past that stage. However, you can't rely on just him to always be the person that gets the goals. You, you just can't. And I think this season has kind of shown that he is really the only place that we're getting goals from. You're not really getting people pitching in from elsewhere. You know, I know Monty scored, didn't he? Was it last weekend? Um, he got his header from um, from the from the corner free kick. I can't remember what it was now, but a set right, piece, wasn't it? The rest of the team aren't pitching in. No. Unlike 
you know, or, or to go along with Sam Hoskins' goals. The, the, we don't score enough anyway, do we? Enough, exactly. And we have known that, haven't we, for the last two years, let's face we, it. We don't shoot enough either. Like, no, we're not getting close to the area. Like, there was a moment in the first half where um, Dom Telford got the ball about 30 yards out, turned, no one challenging him, took it on, had a shot from distance, almost scored. Like, really easy stuff. Like, get the ball, he's showed his experience, he's had a go and his his you know, is almost scored. We don't have enough of that. We seem to just get to the get to the box and try and pass our way in, or try and work these little maneuvers out. And it just seems to be the only way we play. I just, I'd love for one, for like a couple of times. Koiki is best. What's his best asset? His pace. Didn't use it at all because he goes there. He goes up the line, checks back, and passes back again. Uh, just, just urging him so much to go. Back. Like, just take him on. Just take on your man and have a go because your your pace is your key thing. Take him the on with it is, in. Though, just try different ways of attacking. We we do the whole get it out wide, cross it into the box. Half the time, we've either got nobody in the box or it's little Sammy Hoskins on his own in the box. And, mm. or but I'd still, I'd still like to see the ball. Box. <laughs> I'd see, like, still like, see the ball in there, like whipped in now and again. Like McGowan was doing I, it a little think, bit later I don't on. think. I think it we is because it just think... causes because it causes a little bit of panic sometimes. I, I agree with I Neil. Just... I don't think there's anyone there. I think yeah, we I do, think we look do to try and get it in the box. The I problem is, is without having Apple, yeah, we maybe didn't on Saturday. Yeah, but I mean, I I don't think that we do enough, and I don't think there's people up there enough, and that stems from the fact that we haven't got enough in the squad. I would argue yeah. that all of your points are valid. I, I don't think I don't. I think we we are trying to be too intricate. We're trying to be too clever. We're the fundamentals of a football match are to shoot to score. That's mm-hmm. you know it really. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to work that out. What we're not doing is those two things. So we're building everything possession wise, which I think actually arguably we've got right. We can. We can keep possession, but it's what we're doing with that. And what we're doing with that effectively is is not winning football matches because once we get to the final third, we have absolutely no idea what to do. And I I got a hint, and I'm not suggesting for one minute that this is true, but I kind of got a hint that maybe balls were being avoided to certain areas of the pitch because people just knew it weren't going to work. Because I think maybe the decisions towards the end of the game were being made where they think, well, well that hasn't worked, so we're not going to play that ball. And then they play back instead to try and build further. That's what I mean by that. Not right. as in to certain people or areas. I mean that they're thinking, oh, it ain't going to work. So we're going to have to change and go mm. back and try again. That's what I mean. Can we just go back a minute? Just just to the the whole, like, what Neil brought up, the fact that we've got so many centre-backs and, well, defenders full stop in the squad beforehand. Because I've just worked it out and gone and, like, actually looked at it. So, centre-backs... Yeah, <laughs> centre-backs. <laughs> Guthrie, Shering, Monthe, McGlaw, Dyche, Tomlinson, Willis. How many is that? Seven. Seven centre-backs. So centre-backs, it was six yeah. at the start of the season because Willis has come in on, it, on top, right? But added an extra one. Yeah. Now, if you consider that the fact is is that we already knew McGlaw was out, right? So yeah. at the start, before we even make a signing, we already had Guthrie, Shering, and Dyche fit. I think Tomlinson was injured over preseason, yeah, but I'm also not was. counting him because of his age. Um, so we had three centre backs at the start of preseason. So I get that we need to go and get a fourth, especially if you're going to play with three centre backs. And was it Patrick Bruff that came in first? He was our first signing, wasn't mm-hmm. he? I think. Mm-hmm. Now he's. He can play as a centre-back as well as a left-back or a left side. He can do that Aaron McGowan type thing, can't he? Now, yep. bear in mind that you've therefore already got Aaron McGowan that can do that and has proved that he can do it as well. That technically would say, if you bring in Bruff, that should be enough, right? Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, Dice was sent out on loan as well, wasn't he? Dice that, yeah, but Dice then goes out on loan, I think. Yeah. Wh- wh- why? Because there's too Part many. Part of me, he, exactly, because there's too many. I don't... I know that he ended up getting injured. And, you know, if I wanted to play conspiracy, which I'm going to, mm. Dice, Dice was providing an option up front. You don't need any more money for a striker, John. Yeah. Stick Max up there. Get him up there. Yeah, another can I, message. Can I talk centre-backs for a minute as well? You can, we yeah. Talk, we talked about the front. <laughs> and I, I think I mentioned this on the preview show and beforehand a couple of times, and not, it's not trying to be all, like, clever, but... When you've got 
a 17 foot striker in Emil Aqua playing for Barrow. Why are we not playing? Yeah, statistically proven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, why are we not starting our 17 foot centre back in Manny Monte? It seems very counterintuitive and very odd to me. And when I saw it, when I score? saw it, Did he, score? he scored, yeah, he scored the first goal with a header, yeah. Header? Amazing yeah. stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought it? Not only that, but wasn't it Will Hondemark that was marking him yeah. in the corner? <laughs> it wasn't even oh, one of our the... centre backs marking him. It's, it was way too easily as well. I was just, it, I, I yeah. saw it before the game. I was like, oh, here we go. Sent, you called it straight striker. away. You, you called did. it straight you away. Did. It was I, I just, so obvious. In in terms of that game, I mean, if we do, just move on to the other goals, I mean. Apart from that, it's fine, actually. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I quite, quite liked the way our goal happened because it was partly. You didn't enjoy the way that our goal no, happened? No, because we didn't earn it. It was fluke. Sam Hoskins <laughs> earned it. Well, hang on a minute. You've not let me, you've not let me tell you why I think it, I quite liked it. it. Sam Hoskins earned it, but it was fluke. We shouldn't have scored. Well, a lot of our goals are fluke, Jesse. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the reason why I liked it was because the press worked. Hmm. And the press worked, and there was a little bit of luck, which is that the press not only worked, but essentially Sam has an amazing assist now. Because it, that it was well, kicked right? into his foot. Yeah. And you we earn can, that look. You've got to by doing the yeah. press properly, which they did. Yeah. We so can make it, it through the night now good... as well, thankfully, from that. <laughs> but what I'm saying is what what I'm saying is that we shouldn't have needed that kind of luck. We should have been in control Doesn't... ourselves. Yeah, I know, but I mean No lucky goals, crying out loud. Stop scoring lucky yeah, goals. Yeah, apparently not. Um <laughs> <laughs> But the others, I mean the well, I, I've I've heard what John Brady had to say about about them. The first, well, the second one, isn't it? It's a massive deflection off of Koiki. Koiki basically does stick out a boot, and and I think Thompson is going to quite easily save that. Yeah, he definitely or it's going was going to save it. I think so. He's wrong footed. I mean that that if you if we're going to talk about luck, I think that shows the exact type of luck that you get when you're in the position that we're in when we are down in the dumps, when we are feeling like everything is against us and we're not very good, that's the kind of thing that happens. And then to go on top of that with their third, I don't know. There seems to be people arguing over who was at fault as to whether it was Thompson or Koike. I've seen some people say that it was Koike's fault and some people say that it was Thompson's fault. I mean, I, I don't... I'm no expert, but in my mind, I look at it and wonder if Thompson should have been back on his, not necessarily right on his line, but he, he should do one of two things. He should either stay back on his line and let Koike deal with it, or he should come out, clear everybody out and take the ball. Yeah, if he's called for it, it's on him. If he hasn't called for it, then do you see what I mean? It's difficult. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult because he's young as well. So what you need is people like Koiki, who's got the experience to help him. But the trouble is if, if he's trying to help, but he's been, if the call's been made, Koiki's in a really difficult position because he's like, well, I can see what's going to happen here. I'm using my instinct and it is instinctual. Um, I think they were both at fault personally, because, you know, there needs to be more um, confidence in each other there and um, needs to be dealt with. It was just a shambles the whole day. Um, just not here for it, really. Okay, fine. that's it. <laughs> that's literally one. what you're here for, Jeffy. Let's <laughs> uh, talk about. In part two, we'll read out your three-word reviews while you're listening to the ads. Why not take a look at all? The, I bet you can't wait for that, can you? There's uh, two-word reviews. Man, quite a few. You get when you sign up to support the podcast at Patreon.com/slash/cobblers to me. Thanks to our newest member, Rob Duncan. Your support really means a lot to us. Plus, you can get a seven-day free trial to test it out without paying a penny. Uh, go and have a look. We'll be back after these messages. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Well, you've heard what we think, uh, but what was your immediate reaction to the game? Let's find out in... This sounds very game showy. Let's find <laughs> out in your three-word reviews. Do, 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 do. Yeah, maybe Malcolm can make us a new jingle for that. Uh, it's certainly lighten the mood, I feel, on what we're about to hear. Uh, Idris Scott Wade, who happily has not only a three-word review, but also a three-word name. Uh, he says, concentrate on league. But that didn't work as well as I thought it was going to in my head, did it? I don't know. Fine. Uh, at Sir Penny said, weak, disgraceful, embarrassing. Um, Graham, doom, doom, doom. Daniel Darwood doesn't like cups, apparently. I think he's talking about John Brady there as opposed to like the mugs that he puts his coffee in. Um, <laughs> Rita, <laughs> Rita said, disappointed cobbler here and there and every fucking where, I would like to add, as the song goes. James Cushing, sideways, sideways, sideways. I didn't realise that Jack Sowby played that long. <laughs> Keely Townsend, proper fed up. Poor Jack. Um, Buccello said expletive laden rants. He must have been talking about what Jeffy was doing on our WhatsApp group immediately after the full time. Was not, I was, was I was not expletive. <laughs> I was actually quite Justin calm. Jeffy, absolutely, I was awful. actually quite calm. A shame Jeffy, of you. That's what we are. <laughs> Jeffy can't type into a phone with three pairs of gloves on. <laughs> Karen says something's going on, and then in brackets, something behind the scenes that we don't know about. Oh, that's more than three. I think she was just trying to explain what she meant. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. Uh, Dale Richard Freeman said, Team Spirit dead. I like this one. James Averill, nice bolty pie. There's always a positive, isn't there? Nice bolty pie. Where's he yeah, got that a from? Nice bolty pie. There you go. He, obviously, not six wheels. Uh, Bilzy, Spirit has gone. Finding our level, says Patrick Payne. Ian King, lack any quality. Uh, at I follow NTFC. Wise without Morecambe, Brady without Calderwood. I think he's trying to do okay, two, yeah. but it's in one. It's messy. Uh, Neil, um, brilliant. Toblerone Parmesan cupboard. He's got it spot on there. Well done, Neil. That's our Neil, by the way, who was sat there looking so pleased with himself. This is this is Neil Edgerton, everybody, who has put his Christmas tree up on November the fifth. Right, November November the th- the fifth. These Christmas, literally, as I'm sitting here, I can see the lights flashing behind him. It's awful. Um, just one, by the way, two. Oh my two god! Christmas you've got trees. two Christmas trees. What are you, a pub? I got beer. Yeah, well, okay, fine. Uh, Colt says, uh, "I hate losing." <laughs> Scratchings. Uh, oh dear. Um, DJP said, "Cold, wet, defeated." Another empty weekend. Said Vanessa. Mike Fuller is a little worried. Um. Ryan El- Ryan Eldred, sorry Ryan, fucking awful again. Says. Um, <laughs> Ryan, don't sit on the fence, in there. mate. Uh, cricket, no better, said Phil. Obviously, decided he wasn't going to watch the Cobblers anymore and was going to turn his attention to England going out of the World Cup. Um, Paul Eyre has sent us several. I will go with must do better. There we go. We'll have that one. Mrs. Perry, Bambi on ice. Love that yeah. one. Cat's mum for manager as well. By the way. Hashtag Catsman. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mark Josiah wants uh, the cobblers to show some asshole. <laughs> Get him in. Love that. Neil said, poor toothless poor. That's Neil Skeets. Ashley Hardy said, absolute garbage again. Tom Payne. I like this one. Well, that's over. <laughs> uh, Johnny Marston, wasted 18 quid today. Are we taking that as three words, Danny? He used no. a pound sign. No? no? Okay, fine. Bassman Nickel. Um, I don't know what his first word was. He uh, asterisked it out. Oh, is it base? Sorry. Base man. Not Bass Savage. No. He said, um, expletive, diabolical midfield. I think the midfield was our least of our problems this weekend. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, and uh, this from Liz says, 
there's several here. I'm going to read all of them. Fans frustrating me. Booing is unacceptable. Players are humans. And finally, love me cobblers. Um, there we go. Mm. Um, and I want to I want to end on this one because we we haven't got you know twentieth stays up. Chris did go in there, but it is the FA Cup. Um, but I'm going to end on this one. This was actually from Ronan, who Keaton. Um, no, uh, who was our role. Barrow fan <laughs> on the preview show last week. Um, oh, yeah. Ronan said, "You gave up." Yeah, we did. Yeah, I and have, I think that I have oh, go to on, say, to, uh, sorry, slightly separate. Um, praise where it's due. Fair play to the Barrow fans that came down because that's like a five a.m. start. There was more than what I expected, and they were in good voice. So fair play to them. Yeah, fair I mean, play. we've given up fair the last play. month. Yeah, we have. Yeah, really. it does feel like that, doesn't it? I must admit. Um, I, no, I, I put Orient as an outsider on that. I thought we didn't give up against. Okay. Him, so that was a yeah, fair enough. Orient the. And Orient was the game that Bowie got sent off in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were like half an hour ten minutes. So. Yeah, so, I mean, I wonder whether having, you know, I know it's been one of those things that has been banged on about in the pro, in press conferences, etc., by John Brady about, you know, the injuries and stuff and the players that have been unavailable. We saw that, was it Jack Salby came back mm-hmm. uh, with Louis Apparet? They both came off the bench. Uh, Bowie is going to be back for our next game. Is that the Burton home game yeah. on Saturday? Yeah. That's the next one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so Bowie will be back. So that's three players that you would now look at and go, right, well, they're they're back in, so they're available for selection. Should we basically be as worried as we feel right now? Probably not, but it's just annoying, isn't it? Until we until we start until we like if we came to this game six points clear of the relegation zone as well. I'd argue and, it's more than annoying. I just lied down. It's, yeah, probably not, but it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just yeah, it's just one of those I'm just really pissed off about because it's just going out of the FA Cup. Don't like it. Don't like it. I think it's a build up stuff. Yeah, I think the thing that annoys me is um because actually I, I don't think ever in Brady's tenure of of we had to level this at him not necessarily him personally but him and his squad um because the the commitment and effort that has been put in has always been there i would argue that in the last few weeks we've lost a little bit of that and that is my concern because actually i haven't got a problem with losing and actually do you know what i really haven't got a problem with losing to barrow in an fa cup if we show conviction and if we show effort and we're simply just outclassed by teams being better than us that doesn't bother me it's annoying doesn't bother me differences when you don't turn up and when you appear to be disinterested that's when i get a bit annoyed i'd I'd argue that a large part of this won't go down well with a lot of people i don't think but i'd argue that a large part of john brady and his success is instilling passion and fight in his football teams. And he gets by with a large amount of that, which can paper over some other areas where he potentially lacks. And what I mean by that is we had this discussion, well, me and you did, Danny, on, on WhatsApp, I think. we well, I was definitely saying that I, I've, I've always thought that he lacks a little bit of tactical now. And that's not to say he's a bad coach or a bad manager or anything like that. But there's been numerous times when we've watched games and like you should be changing it like don't why why wait until it's too late to change it derby was an example of that very quickly mm-hmm. it wasn't working change it quicker you might you can claim well i haven't got the personnel what must like that's where the management ability comes in being almost to to, to get and this is a crap saying but blood from a stone a little bit um it's my concern with where we're at at the moment is some of the glaring negatives haven't been solved for a while. Could be budget, could be Brady, I don't know. And when that passion and fight goes a little bit, it's exposed and you're exposed as a manager. Okay, Because you're losing that effort bit, which gets you so far. As soon as you lose a little bit of that, like Jeffy said, which we definitely have, he hasn't got the ability, or he hasn't shown yet to me that he's got the ability to come up with a plan B, plan C, 
to become like for me if, if i'm in that situation with the players we've got and the squad we've got and stuff i'd be looking at right we don't have the personnel to play the type of football and and the fast you know bums off seats football he called it right we don't have the personnel to do that with the strikers and, and the squad he's built so what am i going to do i'm probably going to take it a step back try and make, make ourselves difficult to play against to start with until i get to january and then hopefully the chairman will provide a bit you see what i mean and it's just it's that where i think he's lacking and whether it's pickheadedness like a lot of managers or, or what he doesn't know what to do i don't know some somebody said well, a few people said on on after saturday that he looked like a beaten man on the touchline and he he looked like he'd given up a little bit he's had a week of it as well which which haven't probably, we all yeah but he's you know he's had he's lost his assistant he's but he can't have a week of it. This is my point. So he can't have a week of it. If he is, he, he might be pissed off. He maybe had a falling out with Coldwood. Maybe it was just Coldwood move money. Who knows? Whatever. He can't have that type of, he can't show that emotion because he's leading a team where he needs to be positive, keep them upbeat, get them going and stuff. He can't look like a beaten man because the players. And also, I think that this, this shows actually that how important the assistant manager role is going to be because everything that you've just sort of said there, Neil, about needing to change it and needing to be maybe more tactical or, or have that nous about, you know, every game that you saw that I ever saw Colin and, and John were always in conversation. They were always talking about, you know, I imagine, right, what do we need to do in order to stop that from happening? Or what do we need to do in order to take advantage of that happening over there? X, Y, Z. They were, they were definitely a, a pair, and they were working together in order to get that. Now, I didn't see, um, you know, and it's very difficult to see it, I think, on the TV anyway when you're watching on iFollow. So Tuesday night, Derby, I didn't, didn't notice this at all. but And, and I didn't see it because I didn't see any of it um, for Saturday's game. But... Were John and Samo working in that same way? Did anyone Rico notice? was in the in the dugout, which he normally up um, analysing, but he was in the dugout. Whether he was in the dugout for the whole game, I don't know, but he was certainly there for a portion of it because I'd noticed that and I thought, oh, that's different. Um, There's definitely times I'm, when Brady was stood there very lonely as well, though, towards yeah. the end. I don't think it helps I, that technically you're only meant to have one person out, aren't you, of that area? These days, that's the rule. Has anyone um, told Steve Evans could... this? Or... Well, uh, <laughs> you're saying that but, he's larger um... than one person. Is that? What... <laughs> <laughs> and he was not saying that, Neil. Don't put that. words felt, in his mouth. Felt like he was. I was saying it. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Look, to me, it's the thing. A lot of people have been talking about how you know we've lost not just in terms of an assistant manager, but also a, a great asset in terms of recruitment because of Colin. Coldwood's connections within the game, etc. Or at least they've been saying that Samo, they don't feel, does have the same sort of connections, which I think is fair. But I think, go back to your point there, Neil, I wonder whether actually the thing that we're going to miss the most is going to be that tactician, that person that will be, you know, put, you know, work with John Brady to therefore... You know, if John instills the team spirit and he's a great coach, he can definitely make players better. But then maybe we need somebody like you're saying to essentially manage the games and make sure that we're doing the right things and making changes at the right times and things. Is Samo the right guy for, guy for that? I, d- I don't really know he is. And I'm not trying to have a pop at him at all here whatsoever. Who was Samo's assistant years ago? Malcolm Crosby, Malcolm, sadly Malcolm Crosby. no longer with us. Yeah, I was just trying to to remember because. But again, he was doing the same thing. He, yeah. Malcolm Crosby, incredibly experienced yeah. with Sunderland and other clubs, incredible experience, and so to have him was perfect because yeah. you know, for want of a better phrase, it was like an old head coupled with a with a younger person to sort of nurture and to work together, and it's kind of what the case was between Colin and John, which was you had more experience. He'd been a manager in the Football League, what, four different clubs, I think? Us, Cambridge, Nottingham Forest. Was there one more somewhere, probably, yeah, Hibs, I think? Uh, Hibs yeah, Hibs, so, I don't know if that counts or not. 
Well, sure. not in the football league, I guess, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I get the point. Um, you know, whereas Samo's only ever managed us and Corby. What is about that Sven? Enough. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Neil. <laughs> Finally, there someone said it. Finally, <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all thinking it. <laughs> oh, brilliant! <laughs> Big Sam. That's the bit. That's the bit. Yeah, Big Sam in. Is that we need to get recently won an award. Oh yeah, did it. Get we Neil need to Warnock get somebody in, in get Neil who is. In. We need to get. <laughs> we need to get somebody in, don't we? Who is experienced and yeah. is going to be able to work with John Brady in a way that complements him and makes yeah. him better. You want it to be experienced, but you don't want it to be someone who's looming, no. thinking. You know, if Brady does eventually go you know you've always got that one person sometimes don't you as a sister you think oh you know he's, he's waiting he's just waiting for his bit chance like Nigel Atkins in. was at, at Tranmere yeah. recently <laughs> yeah, yeah. got it now though hasn't he got it Moving now large. straight yeah. in three year contract or whatever it is anyway there we go that's the end of part two um, have some more messages enjoy them back soon Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me, uh, part three, which means it's post bag time. To the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. We're ready and willing to read out your scribbling. So get them all into the post, to the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. Put pen to the paper. Do it sooner, not later. And get it all into the post. Get it in. So first one we've got is from uh, Baby Salmons. Says, Dear Neil. Matthew Salmons. Baby Salmons, it says. So Mm. go with that. Uh, Dear Neil. On our Slack. I'm at my first ice hockey match this evening. And have just witnessed Ooh. the best half-time competition yet. Yes. Everybody started lobbing numbered tennis balls from the stands with the aim of getting them into the bin on the centre of the ice. Mm-hmm. Surely we have to introduce a version of this at Sixfields, with everyone being given a football and cars being parked facing each stands in the centre circle for a huge <laughs> game of shoot the boot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea. I like that. But can we change it for a tra- tractor scoop? Oh, nice. So I like a that. tractor scoop in the middle, so two tractor can I, scoops. Can I argue that it isn't the greatest halftime competition ever, please? Danny, I'm Ooh. sure, will agree with me. I think you've been to a basketball game where this Oh, happens. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the greatest, the greatest <laughs> halftime competition of all time is undoubtedly the everybody has a duck and tries to get into the centre circle and the closest yeah. duck wins. Yeah. yeah. Mainly Absolutely. because it's ducks. I love and we yeah. all know from earlier on, Neil loves a duck. Yeah, every man's got. Yeah, one. The, the, there's there's nothing beats duck duck throwing. No duck throwing. I mean, getting the them in the centre, getting them into the centre circle as well at Sixfields, that'd be great. That'd okay. be a lot. A lot of people would make that though. They'd make that happen because if you think, no, I think you'd have to make it to the actual kickoff mark. You know, in the middle uh, of the yeah. centre circle. Well, surely you'd have to have some to some sort of square as well, so it's uh, all stands, square. all stands. Well, you know, like a or a rectangle. To make it equal for all for all stands. No, that's the luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. If you're but in the, if you're stand, the north tough. stand, you're not. Well, you just got to throw it harder. Go to the gym and work that arm. <laughs> oh. Get a bit of muscle on it. Don't need to then go to the gym to do that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> next one. <laughs> Matthew Crane, uh, dear Neil, if the footballing gods came to you and said you can choose a new defensive addition for free, we don't need any more defenders. <laughs> 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 but they said 
the option you must choose is hidden in each hand. One of the hands is Charlie Good, and the other is Ash Taylor and Kim Bolger. <laughs> would you take the risk and choose one? Or would you say, nah, forget it? Forget it. I would say, forget, forget it. it. Forget Absolutely. it. I'm not being funny, right? But Charlie Good hasn't exactly. We, we were talking about before about how, like, basically lots of players coming in, in you know, with injury records or poor injury records. Charlie Good's not exactly lit the world up since he left us. He got a he got a massive injury. Went off to was it Sheffield United? Got injured again and hasn't yeah, we did played a good bit of business since. there, didn't we? I mean, we did an amazing piece of business there if you think about it. So why would we want Charlie Good? Another in well, what, we don't need another defender. That's it now. Not let I don't care. One. Just, just you. I would, I would actually argue that if John Brady turned around or anyone turned around in January to James Whiting or Kelvin, to, whoever it is that sanctions the transfers, one of the things that will just be an automatic no will be: is he a defender? <laughs> Like no. a is he a defender? Do, no. Do what do what you <laughs> do what you've got with this list of twenty five defenders that yeah. we've already got on the. Books. Neil can put his boots on at some point, anyway, as well, can't you, Neil? You'll no, he's right. too busy managing Russian and diamonds now, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, yeah, doing oh, all yeah, right. yeah, busy job that. Busy Rich job. Life. Next one we've got is uh, oh no, I'm not going to read it. It's oh. Charlie Good related again. Oh no, oh. then get no, no. Sorry, sorry, Chris Freeman, no. Um, Ash Cobb, there's a theme here. Dear Neil, how do we restore our defensive solidity without the coaching of Calderwood and the possibility of limited or no time from John Guffrey? Well, I'll tell you what, Ash, sign of another five defenders, we'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, it's still defensive related. Uh, yeah. Rich Dewhurst. <laughs> Dear Neil slash podcast crew, with Burge injured and Thompson making too many errors, would you give the lad James Dadge a shot in goal? Yes. No. No, no. Ooh. This is the, this is the worst time. Yeah, risky. Yeah, don't ruin him. Yeah. I mean, look, he's just he's what last week made a made some amazing penalty shootout saves for the town that is at Harbour that he's on loan at. Um, had some, did make some tremendous saves in that penalty shoot. But no, do not put him in this situation. Ah, uh, see, I I viewed it differently um, to what I think you guys viewed it on. What I view was. If Burge is fit, put him on the bench uh, in case kind of thing. And that's not the question, Jeffy. Yes, I know, but that's where my I, that's where it went <laughs> in my head. Sorry about that. I forgot. To you can't make up your Burge own questions, Jeffy. Well, I can. Is, can I? Can I ask? Is Thompson making too many errors? I don't think maybe that's fair because actually Burge has made a lot this year as well. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I was just going by the fact that, okay, you could argue that, you know, and people have argued that it was his fault for the third goal. Fine, I'm not going to enter into that argument. But were there any others that were his, you know, he what else was one, his fault? He dropped against Wickham. But again, he was put in a position where early on his defence conceded silly set pieces. So There was he, one against Borough as well, weren't there, early on, like almost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, he's young, he's learning, isn't he? And that was a clean sheet and a win, okay. so... Neil, but, I mean, Burge has made several already. But yeah, Burge has cream crackered some of them, I tell you. Can I Any add something question? to the postbag, Neil? I've got a, uh, a yes. writing question. Um, writing would you rather question. have. No, writing question. I've just oh, written question. it now. Um, yep. Would you rather have Max Thompson in goal or Glyn Thompson? Uh, Glyn Thompson. Oh, okay. Interesting. There you go. Easy. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, this could be from Danny. Oh. It's not. It's from it's Bill. It could be from Danny. Uh, dear Neil, I'm in the minority of the fan base that loves the FA Cup. I really wanted an FA Cup run. I'm disappointed and let down by the cobblers. As I, as I was last season at Chesterfield, it's a missed opportunity to raise income. Yesterday was the strangest atmosphere at Sixfields. The team were poor. There was no noise from the stands, not even any anger. There was a lot of apathy, which makes me wonder, does the fan base care about the FA Cup? Low attendance, no spirit in the stands or on the pitch. Horrible day. We will now have even more blank Saturdays to add into all the Saturdays impacted by the international break. Yesterday should have been a bigger game than it was. was. There you go. Billsy. Yeah. I think we've answered that in our frustrations, haven't we? Yeah, I think we've covered yeah, that. I, mean, I, I think a lot of it comes from the way that the club view it or you market it or however you push it essentially i mean there was no fanfare around it 
It was just up oh, next is Barrow in the FA Cup first round, and I, well, you know, like I'd imagine there, wasn't it? Yeah, I'd imagine that that stems from you know the playing side of it, which is basically to sort of go. I'm not saying that they they definitely don't want to be in the t- competition, but I mean, take it or leave it attitude almost. Post back done. Thank you very much, Neil. If you are wanting to send in your opinions, then do so. Podcast at cobblerstome.com or find us on social media. Most of the places, just search Cobblers to Me and you'll find us. Um, the women were in action on Sunday, Danny. Yes. You went along yes. in an attempt to cheer yourself up. Question. Yes. Are you now happier than you were on Saturday evening? I am chipper. It works wonders, Ooh. Charles. Yes. Good. Um, yes, the women beat Leak 7-3 on Sunday. There was a massive leak yeah. in the defence. Leaky defence. As, <laughs> as always. Um, but, um, dad uh, the, joke, dad the, joke. Yeah, the Fernabal was absolutely glorious, Charles. Lovely, lovely bit of sun, November sun. It was completely the opposite of Saturday. The Saturday was wet, miserable. You knew something bad was going to happen. The Fernabal on Sunday, sunny, bright. Everything was working brilliantly. And yes, we got the 7-3 win into the top half of the table. Really good afternoon again. Um, Katie McLean, our sponsor player, injured. Took a battering the other oh, day, man. apparently. So um, Holly Mayfield came in in gold and did a sterling job. I thought she played really well. Really good performance from Holly. So well done, Holly. I think it's one of her p- first games of the season. So she did really, really well to to come in. Uh, but um, all the credit to the strikers. Jade Bell scoring four. Not just a hat-trick this time. Four goals for Jade. One for Kim Farrow and two for Alex Dix. The, the front three are, are frightening at times when they get together. We said it a couple of weeks ago, I think, Charles, that, that we needed them all to start together, and they did to the, did on Sunday. And the intricacy mm. that they that they, they join up together, they, they've got an understanding of each other so well, and they work so well together. But what we were missing as well before was a little bit of backup from the midfield as well. And I thought we we really kind of the shape was a lot better on Sunday. Everything behind the front three was working really well. I thought Mia Richards had a really good game in midfield, showed some real quality on the ball as well. Um, Leila Chanel at right back, a really good game as well. But um, yeah, just this, the way we were so clinical and put the balls away, it, it was such a difference to, the, to watching the men attack on Saturday because everything was so like give and go, real quick movements. A lot of the goals, you'll probably see them this week on social media, but a lot of the goals were so quick and nice little one-twos and really working the ball well and getting the getting the balls through to to the front three so yeah fantastic performance really good and really good to see him score seven again and jade bell is just something else at the minute she's absolutely firing she's near the top of the league's top scorers now for sure i think it's 12 in six she's got now which is insane um and yeah she's just fantastic brilliant and charles as well breaking news Mm. this um i'm gonna have an article (gasps) on the blog this week um chatting with Jade oh. so that so do look out for that this week on the blog and there'll be a link to that in the newsletter which will be out this week as well uh, so uh, really yeah, yeah, dot com for all of that uh, and other news as well after that news news oh I will say also, it's taken us up to fifth in the table which is great nice um, so we're 13 points from eight games now we're well clear of the bottom two but sort of pushing on the top to I mean the top Loughborough top on 22 points we've got 13 so we've got a little bit of a way to catch them but Peterborough in second with 21 and they're one of the teams that we've beaten so it's all to play for still it's um once we get up there I think last season as well we got up there quite it took a while to get into that top half and start pushing but it seems like we're starting to find a little bit of rhythm now which is great yeah, on momentum, a bit isn't it? momentum mm. is the thing for the girls. I think once they get the momentum, it tends to kind of yeah, all start to click for them, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, really, really good performance and coming into our own now for sure. Um, but yeah, news, Charles. New, news, new signing. Not a Ooh. defender. It's a midfielder. Oh, no. Jess Excellent. Evans. Jess Evans is in midfielder previously with that blue lot down the road and Cambridge City. So welcome to Jess. I think she might have been at the game on Sunday, I want to say. Um, she to was. And she wasn't quite signed in time to play. But um, yeah, looking forward to seeing you in action, Jess. And welcome to the lovely world of the Fernabelle. <laughs> People are loving so, that you calling it the Fernabelle, by the way, on social yeah. media. I've noticed, on. So keep it up. I'm good. enjoying it. Do. So are um, others. Next Sunday, FA Cup. Oh. I've got another chance. <laughs> <laughs> first round against Ipswich big big game Ipswich flying high in their league in the tier above um, 
really, really tough game, but should be a good, good old atmosphere down there. So that's another home game. Ipswich at home. Come on. Fabulous. And a uh, quick word, the Devs beat Leicester City 5-0. They did, yeah. Come on, the Devs. And their joint top yeah. of the East Midlands Women's Regional Football League Division 1 South, which yes. is what they won last year. So joint top, fabulous. Yes. Um, well job. done to the Devs. Uh, and of course, to the first team as well. Um, okay, that's all for this week. Thank you very, very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with another edition of the preview show with a Burton Albion fan. Mm. Um, Danny will be chatting to a, uh, a brewer uh, at Breaking some news, point, Charles. which will be lovely. Break Breaking it. news. Um, a little bit of a hint as to who the Burton Albion fan is. Oh, former player. On, isn't it? Former player. Yeah. Played for up front for Chelsea. Oh. Um, represented D- Holland. Netherlands, sorry, as a as a striker, former couple of Please don't, <laughs> please don't. Oh, for goodness' sake! It's not. It's Get not. Out. Don't worry. Don't worry. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> okay, lovely stuff. We'll be back on Friday with that. Uh, as I said before, you can find more from us at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Uh, but for now, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. the cup there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages the cobblers are going through into division one bring them on because we deserve it sports social podcast network it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.